Welcome to Heart to Heart Conversations, the podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Etzel, and together we'll get out of our heads and into our hearts. These deep and meaningful conversations are meant to crack open our hearts, expand our worldview, and cultivate compassion. I truly believe world peace and unity of all people is possible, and it all starts with a heart-to-heart conversation. We are back for another heart-to-heart conversation, and Louise Valentine is joining us today. And wow, when I think of you, Louise, the word resilient and strong and impact come to mind. I think of what you're up to in the world and how you go through something and you want to share with others about how they also can overcome challenges. So let's start right there. Yes, definitely. Um, Yeah, the word impact means a lot to me, both uh, professionally and personally. Um, It's one thing I root myself in um, as a military spouse, we, you know, move all throughout the country and sometimes identity, um, is hard to, to understand for, for military spouses. So, um, I identify with impacting the world and the way that I do that is through helping others to live a vibrant, healthy life. Um, a long time ago, I, rooted myself in that phrase. Mm -hmm. And so wherever the journey of the military lifestyle takes me personally or professionally, if I'm fulfilling that mission in life, I'm good to go. It looks very different in different places, but if I can help others live a vibrant, healthy life, then life is good. (laughs) Mm. So tell us a little more about this Team Valentine project. I would love to know and share with the listeners what that's all about. Yeah, uh, thank you. It's, um, it's a passion project that I started in my research fellowship. So I got my master's in public health a couple of years ago. And um, I had a one hour commute each way to, to uh, this job. And I was in the heart of sifting through research, um, understanding how to translate good science into something that's simple, realistic, and actionable. And with this commute, I would study all sorts of health and fitness topics that interest me. And I would then share and write about it. Um, I'd actually dictate notes into my phone while driving. And (laughs) I would translate them into into blog posts. Um, Because, you know, being in the heart of um, consuming uh, really good cutting edge science, sometimes it takes a really long time to develop wellness programs. Mm. And so the amount of time that it took to develop programs and feel like I was impacting, I developed the blog. So as I was learning things real time, I could translate it into some simple, actionable takeaways. And that way I would be impacting more real time versus the delay of, um, you know, the research projects I was assigned to. So, yeah. And there it is yet again. It's like, you're learning this information and wanting to share it 
with your audience. And I see you did that with the blog post and Team Valentine. And then here you are, an author. Yes. That's yes, so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would love to share this too with the listeners. And um, first of all, like what led you to write a book? Yeah. So it's a good question. Um, I didn't, I guess it was always a bucket list item of mine, but I didn't see myself doing it within the stage of life, you know, having two kids and all of these relocations with the military lifestyle. Um, additionally, just trying to hold on to a career as we moved. But through the blog, I was able to share these uh, simple and realistic ways to live a healthy life and really looking to empower others to find what works best for them. So keeping it simple, keeping it realistic and actionable. Well, in my role as a health coach in the past, as a someone who's provided direct health care, as well as someone who's been on the research side of health and well-being, I was becoming a wellness expert, if you will. And as I came into this role, at the age of 33, I was diagnosed with osteoporosis. So here I was, wellness expert Louise, and I felt like I was just knocked off my high horse. Like, who am I to tell people about health and wellness when, oh my gosh, my, like, I don't, I didn't even have osteopenia at that point. It was fully full-blown osteoporosis, which like my mom has osteopenia, like my aunts have osteopenia, not full-blown bones of an 80-year-old osteoporosis. Like this is, um, it's going to take some work and there's something wrong here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it was um, one of my first real health struggles. And so I, I wrote my book as a byproduct of you know, using a simple five-step process that I've used my entire life when faced with challenges, but I really feel, I felt called to start to write this down and describe mm-hmm. how I was rooting myself in simplicity in simplicity and actionable, very simple five-step process to tap into my inner greatness when I needed it the most. Yeah. So, a true exercise in helping myself. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. First you, you got to help yourself and heal yourself and then you got to share it with the world. Yeah. And I think that we've talked about this before where it's, that's so in alignment with heart to heart conversations and my mission, because I mean, for listeners who are on right now, who maybe don't know a little more about my story, I mean, really what, why I'm here speaking to to you today is because gosh, when I was 13, I was diagnosed with an atrial septal defect, congenital heart disease, or heart defect. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And yeah. And I felt so alone. I mean, I was suffering in silence and not a lot of my friends knew until the night before my surgery. And so really, yeah, now it's like, I want people out there to know that they aren't alone, whatever challenges you're going through, whether it's health diagnosis or otherwise. And so thank you, Louise, for being here and sharing your story, obviously on this podcast, but through your book, Um, and wow, how amazing to, you know, boil it down to five key steps. 
I'd love to know maybe from your point of view or maybe from what you've heard from people who have already read the book, what sets your book apart? Because there's so many books out there, right? Of like how to overcome challenges or how to break through. So I, what I think is um, funny about my book is it's, you know, it can be a self-help type genre and it's probably the shortest self-help book you've ever read. And, you know, my years of working with everyone from professional athletes to working within healthcare systems and cutting edge researchers, the one thing I've found is that you can have the most life-changing information, but if it's not simple and realistic and just something someone can use and apply to their own specific circumstance, it's not, it's not going to have the impact that we want it to. So, um, you know, a lot of my role now professionally is just delivering really awesome data, but like translating it to a way that it means something to someone and it's, they can apply it to their circumstance. So the book is very specifically designed um, to optimize the reader's time and energy. So I use my, my background in health communication to um, take a very intentional framework to the book. Um, you'll notice it, it flows um, with some guiding questions, um, gives you a concept, a real life example, but then it takes it back to questions to help the reader design a game plan specific to their challenge mm -hmm. and to really explore what works best for them because it's not about me, it's about them. <laughs> so at the end of the day, they need to have information that they're going to be able to use and apply. And um, the other thing I think is really cool about the book is it can be applied across the spectrum of challenges, because again, it takes the reader back to what they need at that moment in their life. Mm. I'd love to talk about kind of real time, what we're going through as as a world really. And um, yeah, just how, how can people, you know, what are some key takeaways that people can really right now after listening to this podcast, like write this down, which if you're listening, have a journal and a notebook, I forgot to say that or journal and a pen, notebook and a pen. Um, I forgot to say that at the beginning, but yeah, what are some just like three to five things that someone can walk away from listening to this podcast and just implement. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing about the book. Like I, it starts as a five step process, but it can probably be narrowed down to three steps and you can take yourself through the steps within a couple minutes time. Once you work through it initially, it becomes a go-to process and a mental framework for you anytime you need to tap into inner greatness. So I've used this from everything from overcoming a fear of public speaking to, um, you know, being in the heart of one of the most difficult challenges of my life, which is here we are in the pandemic and, you know, my dad is, gets diagnosed with cancer. I got my own precancerous diagnosis. My entire extended family got COVID. My dad ended up in the ICU and it was just an unbelievably challenging time in my life. Not to mention everything that's normally, you know, bothering us in life is still happening too, like all of the other challenges of military life and oh my gosh. So, you know, I, to take someone through some of these actionable takeaways, you know, first identifying 
a challenge that you're overwhelmed with or frustrated? Like what's, what's something that is one of the, what are your little life, little and big um, difficult moments in life that you're currently facing? Um, so number one is just define your challenge. You know, just really, sometimes we just keep brushing it aside and what's really bothering us. So understanding that first and foremost, like sometimes that's easy to identify and sometimes we might wanna reflect on it a little bit. Um, and the second is creating a, I am a badass list. <gasps> I love that. So this, we, we just list, list out all those times in life that we've already accomplished something that we didn't think was possible. And there's many guiding questions in the book, but you know, it can be anything, you know, depending on where you are in life. Like when I was in my youth, I did kind of have to tap into, um, you know, reflecting on other difficult life moments. Like the first time I think of um, one of the, my badass life moments is when I ran my first marathon. And um, that was, that was really challenging at that time. Like now I'm a seasoned competitive athlete, but that first marathon, oh man, that was one of the hardest things physically that I've ever gone through. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, other things on my badass list include the military lifestyle and losing friends. Like how did I shift my perspective to work through losing someone at such a young age who had his entire life ahead of him? And so, you know, it, it, I, I write down facing infertility, reversing my osteoporosis. And so it's really for the reader, just sit down and, and think through those life moments when you tapped into your inner greatness and you accomplished something that you didn't think was possible. Hmm. So start there and then look at that list and circle one to two things that you're really proud of. They're really meaningful life events for you. And the third step would be identifying go-to phrases. So what were the things that you said to yourself when things got really dark and really rough in those moments? And this can be a little uncomfortable because you're reflecting on personal pain. And, um, you know, if I go back to, to losing a friend in combat um, in, in that experience, what was said at his funeral by his pastor was um, that we will, we should live each day to its fullest because those that we have lost no longer have the opportunity to do so. And so every time I struggled with that loss and um, watching my husband struggle each year on the anniversary of that, of his death and the ups and the downs as we've lost others along the way and how each time that's a triggering moment and it's so dark and it's so sad and there's truly nothing you can do about it um, except live today to its fullest because they're no longer here to do so. Mm. So that is a go-to phrase of mine. And so I've defined a current challenge I've looked to past experiences and the inner dialogue that helped me push through. And then I think through how I want to apply that go-to phrase to my current challenge. 
-hmm. So um, I would, if I defined a current challenge, it would be my entire family having COVID and my dad being, you know, in the ICU and just a lot of um, emotion and pain that, that came with that. But if I wanted to use my go-to phrase, you know, I'd wake up every morning and I'd reflect on that. I'd just take a minute or two to think through, well, what are some challenges that are going to pop up today with my dad in the ICU? Like, you know, what if I get a phone call and, you know, I need to drive home or I need to um, process that he needs to have another procedure. Like there's a lot of dark moments in this journey that will inevitably pop up because he's in a critical care unit. So I just reflect very briefly on how I'm going to use my go-to phrase in that moment. Mm. And I take just a minute or two and I remind myself of my go-to phrase. And, you know, you can take this um, as in-depth as you want. Like visualization is extremely powerful. And some are really, really love taking time each morning to visualize themselves showing up in the world that they want, like how they want to <laughs> ideally. Um, and others just have need to, to do that a little differently. So maybe for someone else, it would be like a sticky note with a go-to phrase mm -hmm. and you just put it on your mirror. And every time you walk by, you just think, oh yeah, I'm gonna live today to the fullest kind of thing. Yeah. So it's identifying, and there's plenty of little questions in the book to help you work through what's gonna work best for you. But it's really applying that go-to phrase, that inner dialogue that you know remind you that you are strong, you are capable and you know how and pushing through the dark moments along the journey. Yeah, I love that idea too of kind of making it your own. It sounds like really it is, it is so simple, but it's taking the time to reflect, to go through those questions. Um, and I'm curious, this is just coming through for me. I'm like, what if someone maybe doesn't have a go-to phrase? Would I don't know, would you suggest going to someone else or does it always have to come from within? Yes, so this is uh, really um, interesting because that was when I was testing my concept, um, that came up a lot. And for some, you know, maybe it is a quote that just means a lot to you. Something that you think, wow, like this is a person that I, I just see so much power and energy and greatness in, and I can reflect on how they show up in the world and how I want to, um, to recreate that type of energy for myself. And if their quote helps you to do that, that's one way that you can have a go-to phrase if you don't feel that you have some specifically from your past experiences. Hmm. Um, another example is this one is a little bit dark, but if you bear with me, you'll understand why. Um, for my first time that I remember using a go-to phrase for one of my, for my first cha um, life challenge, if you will, which is my marathon. I ran my first marathon in honor of my grandma who passed away from cancer. And the go-to phrase that I used during that race was the pain that I'm feeling now 
will never compare to the pain that grandma felt. And every time I said that phrase, I thought of how she was one of the very few people in this world who, when I said I was going to run, you know, wanted to be a runner, she was like, oh yeah, let's buy some shoes. You know, like my doctors were like, no, you can't physically run. And, you know, my dad was like, I don't know about that. Like (laughs) I've, I thought you quit track, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> so um, I reflected on the smile that she kept on her face during all of her pain and struggle. And, and I just kept repeating that phrase to myself during the heart of the ugly parts of that race. And so that was a go-to phrase for me. It was, this will never compare to the pain that grandma felt. Hmm. It reminds me of that quote, um, what is it? We stand on the shoulders of giants. So, you know, basically thinking about the people who went before us and what they overcame. And it could be within the family, you know, your relatives, grandparents, great grandparents, or could it could just even be on a wider scale of, wow, you know, these people that lived before me in the world hundreds of years ago, you know, they went through World War One, World War Two, and here I am going through the pandemic and yeah, it's tough being 23. And this is, I would say, a pretty, it's probably one of my first challenging moments. I mean, in addition to my uh, diagnosis, but uh, yeah, it's like where, where that it always intrigues me of where do people find hope, especially the young people who this is maybe the first time they're going through something. Um, So I love that you can, you know, kind of take phrases from other people or you know like we aren't meant to do it alone and so it's comforting in a sense knowing that you have everything within you it's from your past experiences you know you can you can create your breakthrough moment just by reflecting on your life thus far and you can also look around you to role models and people that you look up to and what they've gone through and how they've dealt with it and really get curious and ask them definitely and then the cool thing is, is over time you build and you add on to your I am a badass list. So that inner dialogue expands and, and just develops in ways that you would never see coming. But again, it's, it's very simple and it's just this awesome reminder anytime you want to show up in the world as strong and resilient. And, you know, I, sh- I say we're capable of becoming a relentless powerhouse that's just capable of overcoming any challenge that life brings our way. And, you know, part of the reason why I wrote the book was I was so sick of people telling me like, oh, Louise, you're so strong. You're so resilient. I could never do that. And I'm like, no, we all can. Like, this is ridiculous. Stop it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to write out the process and how we do it. <laughs> yeah. I, you are just as capable as me and I'm going to show you how. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I, pain sucks and struggles and challenges are, it's rough out there, especially now. And, you know, I, I think it's through sharing our struggles that we, you know, have a shared humanity and we, we all have pain and it's just finding what works best for us and, and, you know, taking the time to process the ugliness, recognizing that it's there you know, I say that, you know, the secret to, or the, the secret to mastering the art of breaking through is to fully recognize that there's going to be darkness along the way. That is life. But 
the end of the day, we need to fully acknowledge that we are also fully capable of bringing on any, of overseeing it and breaking through. And we're strong, we're capable, and we know how. Yeah. And it's the contrast, right? I think that with the darkness comes the light and with the pain comes the pleasure. It's like, that's part of the human experience. It's inevitable that we're going to go through pain and suffering. And that's not to be a Debbie Downer or anything. It's just reality. And like you said, I think that it brings us together. I think when we open up and share what's truly going on, where I found that I'm able to open myself up to receive more love and support in my life. And I mean, that's what this is all about, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, even professionally, um, I work for a really awesome organization where we're just very, you know, transparent with one another. But even in my role as a director and a, a leader in the company, I still share about, you know, life too. And I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat that I'm just always happy. Like today actually isn't a great day, but we're working through it. You know, we're going to start with a little small foundation of joy and hope that, you know, life will give us back some joy if we're sharing it with others. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, even professionally, I, I'm, I'm, I live life out loud and I didn't start out that way. I really, I wrote down every single day of my life from sixth grade all the way through sophomore year of college. I journaled and I processed my emotions very quietly. And when I started to write my blog, um, I started from the perspective of being this wellness professional. But then as I started to get my own life experiences and challenges and health diagnoses, I started to just write a lot more real, relatable content because, man, life is, it ebbs and flows. It's a perfectly imperfect journey. So I just, I'm here in full acknowledgement of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I'm trying to think, I, did I see that you had a flat tire recently, but of course you turned it into this, like your perspective on it just blew me away. So I'd love to, if you're okay with diving into that, I'd love to share that as well. <laughs> oh my gosh. So honestly, this is, oh, I'm to talk about it. Life challenge. So my dad just gets released from the ICU and he has um, pretty much, you know, they're just saying it's post COVID syndrome. So um, he, the doctors don't really know what's wrong. Like he has um, impact on his heart where his blood sugar or his blood pressure and his um, pulse ox readings plummet very, very unexpectedly. So sometimes he'll stand and he'll pass out. Um, one time he passed out and um you know wasn't um wasn't talking like he wasn't coherent so there's uh, a lot of potential and a lot of you know scariness you know we just don't know how his body is going to um continue to react and recover so we are um i drove from maryland to ohio you know as fast as i could essentially to get home to help my mom because um you know we have stairs to go up into our home and i'm just like thinking about all the things like, like by the grace of god like he was discharged and he's doing much better but it's been extremely unpredictable like he had 23 days in the hospital so um it's a it's still a long 
road ahead. And here I was, you know, like, okay, eldest daughter is on the road, like finally just you know, took the day off work. It's a five hour drive. I'm going to get there, you know, this time and he's going to be okay. And I'm just going to do a little home care in the beginning, but I'll be there as fast as I can. And then I got a flat tire and it was a four hour process to oh. get, you know, tires put on my car. And so it was just a little high anxiety. And I also had like a holiday party for my work that I was supposed to dial into and I'm like, Oh, I'm a director. I need to show up. Like, this is just, <laughs> this is just crazy. So, um, anyways, I, I did, I, you know, I sat there and I was like, well, there's nothing I can do about this. I'm, I can't go out and walk around the world right now. Cause my dad is so vulnerable to infection. So I'm just going to sit here in, um, the shop and I, I wrote a blog post, honestly. Um, I, I wrote about, you know, the little things in life. They just, I'm just learning to let them go. And going into 2021, I was just reflecting on radical acceptance. And so I was thinking, well, how can I make the most of my trip home and this upcoming year? And I just, I took some time to reflect and, you know, it was, it was not um, what I expected. It wasn't awesome, but I did, you know, land in this awesome exit where there actually were, you know, tire places and like the drive from Maryland to Ohio is very rural. So that was amazing. Like I was celebrating that. Like everyone's <laughs> like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm awesome. This is the best flat tire experience ever. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, I had to put a, a nice spin on it, but, um, and then I also, um, saw a picture of myself and I had, um, you know, as a scroll in social media while I was waiting too. And I saw a picture of myself at my computer. Um, and this was, um, with my daughter, she's like a little nugget on my, on my chest. And it was, a time in my life when my husband was away for training with the army. Um, I had a newborn baby and I had a three-year-old and I was trying to write my master's thesis at the same time. And so I, I wrote the quote, um, she believed she could, so she did. And yes. that was what I had written to go along with a picture of my daughter on my shoulder as I was typing my master's thesis. And I was like, well, you know, compared to that experience, <laughs> sitting here in this tire place is like, whoa, I'm away from the kids. Like, it's not so bad. <laughs> you only have one thing to worry about. Yeah. 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 Wow. I, I couldn't do anything about, you know, I, I checked in with my dad and my mom and made sure they were okay. And they were absolutely fine, but mm -hmm. it had potential to be, I could have been rude and, you know, upset and it just wasn't worth it like that's not the type of energy this world needs right now right yeah it's like so much is out of our control and I hear you recognizing that and I also in that example I'm like wow we can use comparison for good I think so often I it's like we don't compare you know and shutting that down because comparison is the thief of joy but in this sense it's comparing of like oh well it could be worse <laughs> right of yeah. huh, you know looking at just 
past examples of your life where you did have two kids and your masters and your husband was away. And so heck a flat tire, that's oh, it's just a breeze. It is. It is. <laughs> I often use mental models like that. Um, even in my own training, you know, and my own um, competitive running is, you know, these ideas of this physically is, is painful. I recognize that it's part of the race experience. It's inevitable. I embrace it. And it's not as bad as, you know, some other time, like I think there's some other physical painful things that I've gone through. I'm like, oh, it's not so bad as the time I did an ultra marathon. Like this is just a 5k. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. I look at you and I mean, I'd love to know, um, for my own personal reasons, I'm like, what is your morning routine? Um, here you are, you know, writing blogs and you have this art of breaking through and yeah, just what do you do on a daily basis? What are those consistent actions that you take to kind of help yourself with the bottles and whatnot? So I love morning routines and I, wish that I had something that was just so set in stone. I guess, I guess I, I don't wish because I used to have routines that were very type A, like this is what I get up when I do. And, you know, it involved, you know, a full glass of water and um, a quick five minute journaling. Um, I'd focus on three things that I was grateful for and then complete the phrase I am, you know, think of how I want to show up in the world today. Um, I'd sit in front of a red light with a cup of coffee, and then I'd get some movement in. However, I must say, being a mom, you know, I might sit down with my red light, and it's that's what actually wakes up my two-year-old. You know, like she's then she's right next to me. Hey, mom! And I'm like, let's think about some things we're grateful for, kiddo. And, you know, <laughs> I try and bring them into the morning routine, but sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. So. Most recently, um, I, I very much recognize that in this journey and in this stage of life, my routine is going to look different. It's dynamic. And for me, every day I do move, whether it's, you know, some light yoga, some, a walk in the afternoon, or I'm in a very strategic uh, training schedule, um, a time and a place for all of that based on um, how much stress I'm exposing my body to. Um, but most recently, I start with just identifying one way that I can create joy for myself. Mm-hmm. And that looks different depending on the day and the life circumstance. And in this pandemic, it's honestly been day to day that I I ask myself that question. And um, so, so one day it might be that gratitude practice that I do love so very much. Um, and other days, what might resonate with me is um, writing a blog post. Because to me, and the ability to impact and the ability, you know, first, I do process a lot of my own emotions through my writing. Yes. Um, but that ability to impact in a way that's just very personal and specific to, to the way that I want to write and the content that I want to share in the world today. Um, what I think and I hear that others might need too is, is self-care. Mm-hmm. And so that might be a morning 
you know, little burst of joy that, that helps to shape my day in just the way that I need it. Yeah. So. Mm, so the flexibility and adaptation, I can so relate because I used to be very rigid as well. And it was like, must, you know, complete these five things in my morning and it's going to be a great day. But I found that, yeah, when I really take the time to tune into my body and like you said, what is going to bring me joy or, you know, what is it? Do I need to move and be outside? Maybe it's something a little slower this morning, like yoga. Um, but that fills me up in ways that a rigid structure could never. <laughs> yeah. And this is coming from someone with a background in sports science. So I have the ability to make crazy detailed nutrition and um, performance and physical activity uh, plans. And I did at one point of my life, you know, I thought that I had to have the most optimized performance plan for myself. And I have learned that I can actually achieve the same results physically if I just listen to my body. In mm. fact, I'm actually faster and in more better shape now than when I was so detailed and structured. Wow. So that's incredible. That's the best results and testimonial you could ever get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it goes back to, it's not the latest diet, diet craze that, that everyone's talking about. It's not what worked for your friend. It's not what worked, what you think you should be doing. It's actually just really experimenting and finding what works best for you and recognizing that it's a process of re-engineering it specific mm. to stage of life. You know, I think you bring up a really good point because um, I think even with the art of breaking through and the, the steps, right? It's like those steps could work for one instance and that go-to phrase could work for say, you know, going through your father being diagnosed with cancer. But then, like you said, you might have to re-engineer it and switch it up for, um, infertility or something else that comes along down the road, right? It's not a one size fits all. Right. Necessarily. Absolutely. Yeah. And my go-to phrase at the beginning of um, my own precancerous diagnosis and that of my dad's was, I can be a light in this darkness. It's like, I would just bring myself back to that every single morning and think, how am I going to be a light in this darkness? Because I know I'm going to get lab values that are going to make me feel terrible after doing everything that I can to reverse this. Inevitably, there's going to be blood work and lab results that just don't create the results I wanted in the timeline that I wanted them, you know? And, you know, my dad is, you know, gonna have a recovery process and we might, you know, have good news and bad news along this journey. So if I can come back to being a light in the darkness and identify that way that I'm going to, you know, be joyful. Um, it, it, that is how I want to get through this. That is how I want to show up in this process. And I keep going back to that phrase here in this pandemic and it's really hard. Um, especially lately with just, you know, my family being diagnosed with COVID and my dad, like almost losing my dad and, to be, to be honest, like, it's just, it's insanity. I, I, I was telling my coworkers, like, I can't, I, like, if I actually told you what's going on right now, I don't know that you would believe it. 
And I very much believe that what we focus on, we find. So I started like questioning, am I attracting this energy? Like I need to, you know, re-examine that too. Like, am I really being a light in the darkness? Like I started questioning myself and my ability of seeing my own process through, but then I was, you know, just, well, you know, I'm not going to judge myself. I fully accept. I honor, you know, I remember a blog post recently, the, the craziness in me honors the craziness in you because this phrase, this, I guess, 2020, 2021 early, it's um an unpredictable time. Like we, there's, you know, no working around that it is truly unpredictable. So yes, I'm still being a light in the darkness and I can reflect on how, how I will do that, but it just doesn't look the way I thought it would. Hmm. Yeah. I, the self-compassion and grace through it all is so key as well. Right. I hear in that, you know, not judging yourself that and not making yourself wrong and beating yourself up because I think that only creates a downward spiral. I mean, yes, have a pity party, but but keep it to a minimum, right? I know sometimes pity parties for me are, are necessary. You do have to kind of let that rage or sadness out oh, in some yes. healthy way, throwing a pillow, you know, whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah, I just, I've actually recently wrote about this on the blog and I called it feeling all the feels. It's one of the first steps to confidently breaking through any challenge is to give yourself that space. And it's part of the journey. Like I, I shared that feeling all the feels can look very differently. Like sometimes I'm crying in front of my kids purposefully. Like I'm not going to walk away from them because I have tears in my eyes. I'm going to show them like, this is life. And mommy is sad. Here's why. And I I'm so grateful that you took the time to listen and to be here for me. Like I'm mm-hmm. having trouble, you know, feeling joy right now. I, I feel sad and it's okay. And it's a good thing to cry. And I want to talk about when you have feelings like this too. And of course we're, we're going to be just fine. And, but it's okay. This is part of life. I don't want to shy away from it, but I do agree with putting a timer on it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause otherwise I know it could just seep out into the rest of my life and I could stay in that place. But I think it's beautiful that you as the mom and the role model allowed yourself to be seen in that way, because I know at least growing up, I mean, it felt like the parents had it all together and, you know, it's like, at least you know, you look around, it's like the kid is having a temper tantrum. Oh, go to your room, you know, and don't be seen where, hello, sometimes you just need to be seen and held in that moment. That's what you need most is that attention and love. Um, And it's different for each person. But I think that uh, it's a beautiful example for parents or just for people in general to allow themselves to break down in that way and be vulnerable. Yeah. And recognizing sometimes it's a few days that we need. And I don't know, I used to always just try so hard not to feel sad or not to feel depressed even. Like, I think I'm, you know, I might tell myself in that morning when I'm just kind of sitting there reflecting, yeah, I feel depressed today. And I just, I don't feel great. And I think it's okay given everything I'm going through. 
And sometimes just naming the emotions out loud takes away their power, mm. right? Like I use this a lot as, an, as a mental model when I'm trying to optimize um, performance with racing is naming the discomfort. So I'll say, my quads are burning. Um, I feel tired. I didn't think that I would feel this nauseous at this point in the race. And like when I say it out loud and I admit it, it's like part of that right there just takes away some of its power. And if I think, well, how do I wanna feel instead? Well, I wanna thank everyone who's out here cheering for us because look at these awesome people showing up in the rain and here I am, you know, talking about my quads burning, but you know, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you for showing up. Like I, I just, I, sometimes I flip it and I just become like this crazy runner who just has a smile on my face. It's like every person who passes me, I'm like, oh, you look so strong. It's like, cause I'm in so much pain and I want to look strong too. <laughs> wow. That is so interesting. See, I, I can even think of a recent time where yeah, I was kind of avoiding and pretending like I wasn't sad when really I was sad. And so maybe, yeah, I think it just exacerbated it because when you, even when you said um, to name it, I was thinking, but wait, what if, if, as you said earlier, like what you focus on, you find. So if you name it, wouldn't that just like elevate it or amplify it? But maybe not because then you said there's space to kind of insert what you do want to feel. Yeah. So I think there's a difference between recognizing and accepting something as a part of the process and like fully focusing all of our energy on, on pain. So, you know, if I'm just saying like, oh, you know, everyone in my family keeps getting COVID and, you know, everyone I know is getting COVID and I'm probably going to get it too. And my body, oh, I have a health diagnosis and I'm actually probably at risk with, with my health diagnoses. And, but then I think, no, like I'm a physiologist. So like, I know that the self-talk is very much huge in how our body works. It influences our hormones. It influences um, the body's recovery process. So I'm like, no, I'm doing all of the one, the right things. Like I accept there's still COVID out there. Mm-hmm. I accept my family is going through a hard time. This definitely is extremely sad and challenging. However, I am very well. Like I am so strong and so capable and my body is just, I just, you know, I can reflect on getting the nutrition that I need. I know I'm hydrated. I know I did this workout to help, you know, build my bones. And so, you know, I think that it's, it's how we reflect on the pain moving forward too. Hmm. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a space for both. It's just a finding that balance that works best for us. Yes. I appreciate you kind of diving deeper there and distinguishing the two, right? Cause I think yeah. even for me, I was like, wait, what, how does that work? But like you said, there's room for both. Um, I would like to give space here at the end. If there's maybe something I didn't ask Louise that you would love to touch on. Um, this has just been amazing. We've covered so much and given mm. so much value. Yeah. So and when we, we covered that the inner greatness that we that we seek is often inside of ourselves, but you know, I, I definitely think that it's it's always wonderful to set goals and um, to seek to be a better person, to be healthier. 
but oftentimes if we look inside of ourselves, what we've been looking for all along that inner greatness is there. And mm. I think that's um, regardless of age, life circumstances, things that we've obstacles we have overcome, like, you know, even if we don't feel like we have had a lot of past challenges to really reassure ourselves that we are strong, capable and resilient. I, you know, I assure you that life is a dynamic journey. And if we fully accept that there's going to be darkness along the way, we will always know how to make it to the light. And that's exactly what I want with the art of breaking through. Like I just you know, picture this tunnel and there's a lot of darkness along the way, but there's this light and we can just like confidently keep putting one step, one foot in front of the other. And it's through all those little tiny actions that we make it through. Mm. So I want to help others build that foundation. And that's what I aim to do in my book is as well as my, my blog is empower you with the tips, tricks, and tools that are going to you know, be customized and shaped to your life experiences. Yes. So powerful. So how can people find you, get your book, follow you? Yeah. Well, the art of breaking through is on amazon.com. And the blog is teamvalentineproject.com. And uh, you can subscribe there to get uh, wellness article updates. And uh, there's actually a free, the art of breaking through worksheet. Um, if you click on the My New Book tab, you'll get that free download. So um, it's actually a way that, you know, I, I hope that someone will keep that on their desk as a reminder that they're strong and awesome and can tap into that inner greatness anytime they need it. They have a go-to solution, you know, um, reassurance along the way, their life journey. And I do post frequently on Instagram and Facebook. And that's Team Valentine Project as well. Perfect. And we will link all of those in the show notes so you guys can access it easily. And I just want to say too, you know, after you've listened to this podcast, if you've made it this far, we would love for you to share in your stories or even in a post about your key takeaways, how you're going to apply this to your life. Um, And as always, I mean, I'm available. Reach out to me. Like you are not meant to go through this alone. We are here to support you. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful for your mission and these heart to heart conversations. Um, They are, you know, I think they're across the spectrum of life and recognizing it's just everyone's individual journey has so many beautiful takeaways. So it's such a wonderful platform for us to share and an impact And so thank you for providing this space for others to share. Mm, Of course. Thank you. It was such an honor to have you on. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Heart to Heart Conversations, the podcast. If there's someone in your life that would really benefit from listening to this episode, It would mean the world to me if you took 30 seconds to share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, text it to them, do whatever you have to do to spread this message of hope with the ones you love most. Until next time, keep following your heart.